the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. You're looking at me funny. You hearing okay? Yeah. Oh, good. I okay. Am. You're looking at me like I are you talking? Because I'm not hearing. All right. Welcome to the show, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is here with us from Millburgers to uh, to talk with us for a little while. Mark Peterson will be here in a little while. So uh, the only body who's not here right this second is you. Although you may be out there amongst all the folks that are doing some shopping here at Millburgers beautiful poinciana that he's getting and uh uh you have some neat neat things trace that i haven't seen before oh oh i know the question i wanted to ask you since we've got you here are you ready sure okay so i'm just curious if when you do your displays if you are just trying to be mean to calvin or you're hoping that he'll buy because the pentas that are in front of us are really pretty uh, even the purple one, I guess it's a lavender, but it's a little brighter, I think, than what I've seen here before in terms of the shade. It's a little richer. I'd, I'd like to say it's intentional. Uh-huh. But, Go ahead. But the young ladies, they uh, they line the stuff up to look the nicest for everybody. Oh, okay. Not, not just Calvin. Okay. But uh, it also uh, kind of uh, inspires Jerry and I, if we, you know, if the... Uh, if the attractive plants are out there, you can't help but mention them and talk about uh, where where they fit into the landscape. Then the other thing they do at Millburgers is change out the the displays so often that it's it's pretty it's uh, educational and inspiring and uh, gets you motivated. And it also makes it uh, necessary when you when you come in the morning and somebody says. Uh, where is the milkweed? And you look over there where the milkweed was last week, and it's not there, so you got to go searching and looking around. For uh, you know it's here. Well, part of my point was that uh, we, we're, very, we're big fans of pentas, and the other part of my point was they really look good. They're rich, and they're kind of they're full they with uh, pretty blooms. And, again, I'll, I don't know. I just remember the ones we were pointing to last week, and I don't think that purple was that... that mm. They're, that violet a color. Those were all gone. So okay. we had pintas on sale last week. And, oh, okay. Uh, and they flew out the door because they're so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, those are the, the pintas are one of the classics. I mean, we, for everything we talk about, they're, you know, they're essential butterfly plants, especially for the shade. Uh, container, great container plants in the shade on on your uh, patio. Hummingbirds like them. You get, you get them in full bloom, and they're blooming constantly all the way until the cold weather gets here well after thanksgiving the only reason you would 
have a stoppage in bloom would be if you let them dry out. That will slow them down, definitely. Yeah, they're uh, they're not a xeriscape plant. They're not not at all uh, a real. They're not a problem. I mean, you, you they uh, can go between. Let's see. Oh, generally a, a week uh, between waterings, uh, but if they're in containers, they definitely need to be watered on a regular basis. But boy, they are attractive. So we were full of hummingbirds this morning. Oh, were you? Yes, we were. And not that we did it on purpose, but they were all right here on the uh, the red porter weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is a, a plant that's hard to beat. And you to look at it, you wouldn't think so because the, the bloom portion of it is just a tiny. You know, there's a lot of these sweeping stems, and each one of them has a about a three quarters of an inch bloom that moves up. The stem, but you look at it and say, "Well, that's not that showy." But uh, it's uh, a super nectar source. If you watch the hummingbirds and then the butterflies, uh, it's the first time I've seen butterflies and hummingbirds actually fighting, compete. Yeah, for uh, for a space on a on a nectar plant, and then that uh, you've got that little the short blue one too, and then you've got the big the big blue one too. Is it? What is next to the the porterweed to toward Calvin with the big with the big leaves? That's, that's another porterweed. Oh, is it really? That's the big one that. Uh, oh. We we call the red a dwarf red, and we what do we call that? Is it a, a giant blue or purple or regular purple or something? Um, but that's another great uh, porterweed. Really. They they make the the show, the blooms are pretty, but they make the show for the butterflies and hummingbirds that they attract. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. And, uh, Trace, before we... Uh, Get to the plant of the weekend and some other topics that you have. The um, oh yeah, well, we will. You got a list of tomatoes I there did. too. I went out and I took a. But in the container, count. as you make the turn uh, toward the porch, so from the nursery, there's some sweet little. Almost reminds me of Calvin's. Uh, the what is it? The primula. Um, that those, he that he likes are, him. Those are calabrocoa. Okay, then. So for best answer, it looks like a little petunia. Yeah. Baby petunia. And they're summer? Uh, they can they can take it. Now, that's in a little more shade. Yeah, it's in shade. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got it in some hanging baskets up front now, uh, mixed with other plants. I don't think I have any individuals, but uh, okay. it, it can take the heat. Now, we had, you know, one of, one of Trace's favorite plants is that Angelonia. Yes. Uh, and it's... Basically deer-proof. And, uh, uh, Nickname is Summer Snapdragon. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah those uh, are called Super Snaps. Good. Uh, Texas, they are Texas. I think, uh, I think it probably qualifies as a xeriscape plant. But anyway, we had a listener send in a picture of one. I didn't I didn't recognize it, but uh, Tra- Trace recognized it. And then the, the really distinctive characteristic was that sawtooth leaf. And we got at least two different varieties Three, three colors at least, but 
Uh, one of the, I guess one is a shorter version and the taller version? Or? I, I think those are all the same, but we do carry different versions of it throughout yeah. the year. There's even, I think, some four-inch pots of it on one of the tables, too. But uh, that's a, that's another plan if you want something different and, uh, and deer-proof. I would experiment with it. Uh, Mark, are you are you real comfortable with it in terms of deer proof? Angelonia, are you familiar? Oh, Angelonia. I was like, right. Yes. And you can is. put your headphones on. Huh? You can put your headphones on. Well, unless you don't want to. You want them to dry off. Oh, yeah. were they wet? Oh, yeah. well, I was. Well, no, he had product in his hair. I didn't want. Oh, to okay. You want me to get you a fresh pair? <laughs> okay. uh, no. Mark is here. Uh, Mark Peterson of yes. of Saws. Uh, my story. I'm sticking with it. His, I I read Charles's email as next weekend. Oh no! Okay. And and thank goodness Trace has my personal self. Oh good. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the fact that you're traditionally late for everything. No, no, I've been good. Really? Uh, in the past, I was horrible, but I've tried to correct that flaw in my life. So if we conferred with, uh, but it's nice, isn't it nice that people they, remind they you of it? Absolutely, yes. Calvin reminds me of many things. I used to do. <sighs> <laughs> it's just so you never get beyond it. No, you, no, no. He no, always no, keeps you just, humble. That's yes, nice of him. Yes. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I told uh, Mark, is here. Mark the classic story of. Uh, it was during the big Oak Will issue yeah. problems. Yeah. In my neighborhood, uh, Oak Will was crossing into the neighborhood. He, we had a full neighborhood meeting, lots of people angry with each other, and Mark was scheduled to uh, talk to him about dealing with the problem, and and uh, no Mark, no Mark. Kevin stepped in. Yeah, I stepped in, but then I'm up there giving the presentation, and in comes Mark, blood on his and disheveled, and uh, shirt untucked, stumbling, blood over my my forehead. He had gotten an accident. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so, so but no, but what you preface it is, as Kevin goes, well, he probably was in an accident. <laughs> and then I come That's walking nice. in like ten minutes later. <laughs> but it was it was it was great. <sighs> the audience just uh, sympathetic to Mark's dilemma. Uh-huh. Forgot all about their. Their aggravation oh. with each other on the Oak Wilt, and it was a good program. Uh, hey, speaking of Oak Wilt. Um, Are we? Well, we kind of were, or Mark, either one. Um, so, I don't know. I don't guess there's a... I, I was I was wondering, so I was driving down the street, and I wish I could remember Why what street it was. Why are you hedging? Well, because I'm trying to figure right. out how I want to ask the question. And so I'm driving through this neighborhood, and... There's a tree that looks like what I've seen pictures of. There's an oak that looks mm-hmm. oak wilty, mm-hmm. and there's um, yeah, that's that's the caliber call. Oh, that, is that, it? That, that is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, is that is that also called super snap? No. Oh, I think super snap is what I saw. Maybe uh, I should go show it to you in a second. Anywho, right. <laughs> um, but then I saw one. So I saw one house behind it that had the same thing—a big oak mm-hmm. tree yeah. with nothing on it but ball moss. Mm-hmm. Same thing next yep. to it, and if, if you see a pattern, yeah. So we 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 not we look for two things when we're determining whether or not it's oak wilt: uh, the necrosis on the leaves, the venal necrosis, the okay. yellow or orange along the veins, and then a pattern of mortality. 
where it jumps, so, where it's treated. So, treated, treated. as you see, uh, two or three trees, uh, so, two or more trees in a, in a localized area. Sometime today, too, Mark, let's uh, tell uh, personalities have changed, and I don't know if the process has changed. If somebody has what they suspect is oak wilt, how, how do they go ahead? In the old days, uh, you know, they make a preliminary check with the horticulturist probably and then go to to the Texas Forest Service to get the, some... Right, they can either uh, talk to the county uh, horticulturist, David, or or, or call directly. Uh, the name has changed. It's now Texas A&M Forest Service. So you can just Google that and talk. We have replaced... Mar- we. Yeah, 23 years now. Uh... <laughs> Can't get over that part. Texas Forest Service has replaced Mark Duff, who retired, with a new oak wilt specialist. Okay. So uh, I, I believe it's uh, a woman. So uh, she can come out and check it out for you. Do you remember sure. her name? No. Um, we'll have to get no. her. We'll have to get her on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the a good idea. Um, but my so my weird question was: I wonder why they don't cut them down. Ah, uh, because there is no benefit to cutting them down. Is there a harm in not cutting them down? No. It's okay, so once you, they're not, the neighborhood isn't jeopardized any further by having one big tree that's no. That if has, it is live oak, I should specialize, specify. Oh, okay. If it's live oak, no, you can leave them standing. Okay. Because the fungus moves through the roots. Oh, uh, oh if it okay. is a Spanish oak, yeah, Texas red oak. But what then it, you would cut what it, it does, it, the evidence is clear for everybody to see where the. The oh. disease originated and what uh, pattern and w- yeah, which which uh, folks didn't respond. Uh, no. Hollywood Park, I know exactly where it was, but I don't tell anybody. I know exactly the tree where it is. Oh, started. dear. Don't, we don't want to know about it. No. All right. Trace is here. Hey, Trace. On the porch with us. And, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, so we, you, were gonna, you have a couple things. One, the tomatoes. Yes, I, I wrote down uh, all the varieties on there. It's a pretty good selection out there right now. So mm-hmm. we got Roma, Celebrity, Red Deuce. Uh, HM 1823, Large Red Cherry, Sunbright, Juliet, Ruby Crush, Phoenix, 602, and Valley Cat. Do you notice a name missing? Huh? No, I don't. I don't. Tycoon. Tycoon is missing. I know. I'm, I'm thinking it's I uh, so finally, finally might Cal- actually be over. I think oh. I left off Phoenix on my article today, yeah. which is uh, Phoenix is an excellent uh, tomato for the fall, too. And I did turn in my booking this last week for uh, Surefire and Roma Surprise. Cool. Oh, good. So, so, depending on how they grow, first week or second week of uh, August. Those are going to be exciting. So, all these all these are available that Trace mentioned in four-and-a-half-inch containers. And there's, uh, I thought there was a few, a few one-gallon containers there, too. Uh, oh, yeah. They moved them there yeah, in they're front. There. But... Uh, He's four and a half well, inches. Group. There's another group over here. <laughs> you want to get you want to get them in uh, as uh, as soon as possible. I've I've had a couple questions on the. Uh, it's 102 degrees. Is there any advantage of getting them in early? They aren't going to do much. Uh, so there 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 is that question. I know in the old days we used to wait a week or so. You remember we used to do August 15th. Yeah. Then we did first week of August. Now and we're, now we're, we're even going even earlier. You know what else we're doing, Mark, which is kind of blasphemy from the old days? We're <laughs> sh- uh, a little shading, a little cardboard uh, shading, yeah, uh, or, yeah, uh, or a little if, bit of fabric on the day. Yeah. yeah. 
at, uh, for that uh, afternoon sun. I think, uh, let's see, mine, mine are, uh, by the end of the day, they, they wilt. So it's an everyday watering situation right now with 100, 100 degree. But they uh, look good. I mean, as long as you keep them, uh, keep them watered, they should, uh, they should get through this, uh, put out some roots, and be. And the whole idea is to have them ready for action uh, when the when the temperature does get moderate enough in in the evening for them to set fruit. Uh, so, and uh, we've had such good luck uh, the last couple of years on these early plantings. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why we keep continually to uh, tell people that that uh, get them in early because we have had good. Good luck. We haven't had nearly as many p- people have to use the okay. recipes for the chow chow <laughs> for all the, their green the tomatoes. And the yeah. Chow chow, yeah. But uh, Trace mentioned the uh, uh, Surefire and the uh, Roma Surprise, and those two what, what, will probably be available in a week or so. Uh, f- the, they just got the seeds, and they just planted them up. So uh, first batch probably won't be ready till the first or second week in August. Okay. Yeah. Now, those those are a medium size, a relatively small tomato. They're very fast producer, but they'll, they'll, they'll beat the cold even if they're planted a little later. And ma- as Mark yes. mentioned, there wasn't too many years ago our, that our uh, target date was August 15th. So we've got a little room. And it depends on the year or two. Every year is a little different. But uh, if you're serious about uh, fall tomatoes, which a lot of people obviously are because they've been we've, moving on. We've moved a few. And uh, so get, a, get them and get them in. Prepare the soil. There's an article uh, in the Express News uh, at the back of the sports section. And if you don't get the a subscription of the Express News, you can go get the uh, Saturday version of the Sunday paper has has got that the gardening article in it. Just at your uh, oh, Valero or Seven Eleven or any place where you can buy a newspaper, and that that article will be in there. And all the information you need: preparing the soil, watering, trying to keep spider mites at bay. Isn't, isn't there an article on PlantAnswers.com that you wrote that's along the same lines? Oh yeah, so they yeah, could get it. Yeah, they there could, as that, well. That's what they could too. Um, yeah, the article probably for last last year's. It's got a lot of the same information. So, give it a try. It's it's a lot of fun. And the plant of the weekend, 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 weekend. weekend. All right, it is a thornless crown of thorns. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of odd saying it, but uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> plant. Um, from what we read on it, it's uh, a tropical, so it needs to be grown in a pot. Um, it's a euphorbia, so kind of like a poinsettia when you pluck off a spent leaf or anything like that. It has that little milky stuff that comes out. One of the things that we were reading, you make a little tree out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. But it's a, it's got a real nice shiny leaf and this gorgeous red bloom, just like a crown of thorns, would, would regular crown of thorns would have, but you have no thorns. Is that it behind that, that's, Yes, that's it. Uh, for our... Radio audience. There we go. All right. All right. So uh, the Internet says full sun, although I don't think that these have seen a day of direct sun in their life. So 
morning sun, afternoon shade is where I'd go now. Yeah, Minneapolis full yeah. sun. Or, yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, it's tropical, so, yeah, you got to have a little shade. So. So, pretty definitely. So morning, morning sun, afternoon shade. Pretty flower. Gorgeous flower. Uh, real pretty leaf and a shiny leaf at that. Now, these, uh, if you see the new growth coming out, we actually had them in the sun for that. So the, the new growth, the leaves are a little smaller. So uh, that may be a, a, a transitional period. So now the, how many you got, Trace? Uh, we got roughly a dozen. Um, oh, wow. They're all sixteen ninety nine. Okay. Some are in 10-inch pots, and some are in 10-inch hanging baskets. Oh, okay, the same uh, plants are all about the same size, so it really just depends on whether you want to hang it or you want it on the patio. Look really good in a hanging basket. That's what we have on the porch. I thought uh, you'd like No, that. I like them in a pot. You like it better than a pot? They're more upright. Oh, okay. Hmm. Now, like them in a hanging basket. You got a problem with that? No, I got a problem with that. <laughs> well, all you got to do is take the hanger off, and you got it in a yeah, pot. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. You have it both ways. Uh, uh, the hanger is kind of inconspicuous. You could... Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do uh, move a, a plant like this around. A oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure it, different times of the year you've got different exposures on your porch or patio. Yeah, yeah, if they get to see, like you mentioned, the reaction, a little bit of reaction to the sun, then you can move it out of the, the sun. Or if you're not getting the reaction you want, you move it into more sun. So. But they almost always seem to be in bloom once they're in this, this uh, size. We've, we've carried them before, and it's like they never stop. Yeah, um, I think that one of the sites that we were looking at more information on them and pictures too. I was looking at pictures, mentioned that that they're rarely out of bloom. Um, so, native uh, to Madagascar, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go check them out online, uh, and uh, you'll find pictures of them. I, if you like the pictures, then uh, the pictures I haven't ha- I've seen haven't really done justice uh, to the plant in person. So if you like the pictures, you'll love the plant. And you got a couple choices here. Come on by if we've got a dozen of them. Or call the nursery at 497-3760, 497-3760, and you can uh, have them put one aside for you. I just love the name. The, crown, the, the crownless, the thornless crown of thorns? Yes. Yes. Very cool. It's a pretty plant. It really is. Um, all right. Looks like there's some kind of butterfly person that's... Hanging out over there. Yeah, in fact, do we want to talk to her for a second? Can Mary, can you wait till we get it back after the break? Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the upcoming workshop that uh, Mary's yes. going to be doing next sure. week here at the at Millburgers. Right after this, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, I'm Milton Glick, and you can call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull 40 Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only a dollar nine. 
$1.99. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included, limited to stock on hand, no special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com and we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bullvardy Road. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez would help you sell. If you're buying or selling a home, I suggest you call Sergio, a 20-year licensed real estate professional. Help you sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Let's do the math. The difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service and marketing? Probably not. Same service, thousands saved. It just adds up. Help You Sell is the clear choice in San Antonio and the Hill Country. And you know how I feel about clarity, so call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 for Help You Sell. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, go check out the new Spider-Man Pest Control website. Same uh, same URL, gospidermanpest.com. Uh, but uh, lots of great information uh, that uh, wasn't there before. Uh, they did a nice job on it. And uh, when you will, you'll find out all about the... Uh, into care mosquito trapping system that spider-man has uh and uh, it's one of the places that you can get it uh you'll see it see it. what can it do for you it kills uh, mosquitoes kills larvae and pulpa uh it kills uh reduces the risk of mosquito-borne viruses does it say how oh and then uh uh, safe ingredients and it is environmentally friendly. Uh, field validated and published results. So call Spider-Man Pest Control and find out more about this if you're being beat up by mosquitoes in your yard. If you've got roaches, if you've got fleas, if you've got 
scorpions, spiders, rats bugging you, call Spider-Man and let, let him take care of it. Spider-Man Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. These guys know what they're doing, and they'll be happy to help you out. But you can learn it at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And Mary is here with us. She's going to talk about the upcoming Kids Workshop next Saturday from 10 to 11 here at Millburgers. This is free. Uh, it's for kiddos, and uh, I'll give you the number to make your reservations. Uh, it's 497 497- Three seven six zero four nine seven three seven six zero. I'll give it again in a moment. Uh, but Mary, tell us about the class. Hi guys, how's it going today? Good. I am um, well. The class, we're going to have some uh, fun doing this. Uh, we got a little craft to go with the kids. We're going to learn about all the butterflies that come through here. What plants to get? You know, I have even got some seeds to give away. I'm Whoa. telling you, we've got a load of neat little gimmies. Yay! What so, kind of seeds? Uh, flowering seeds, mostly, uh, that uh, were donated to the class. Oh. So, cool beans, you know, you could have a morning glories, a lot of it. I have alyssum, and all of them are sippable. You know, from the, I've seen a lot of buckeye on alyssum, by the way. Oh. The buckeye butterfly, I have a ton of pictures of that one on alyssum. The morning glories attract uh, the butterfly. Hmm. I have uh, just a little mix, uh, uh, and I also have the American butterfly weed. I forget the tuber. Tuberosa. Yeah. Tuberosa. Asclepias tuberosa. Yeah, as, that's the one. I have the seed of that in packages. So if you're interested in starting a butterfly garden from seed, we've got it. Tell them to be patient. <laughs> well, it's fun. I, I started from seed when I was little. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned how to Now do you're, it. what, 35? That's about hey, that blooming. That blooming? It, it, it takes out that long. It takes about no. thirty-five. Actually, actually, mine third what? year now. They're they're blooming, but uh, the Asclepias is. I mean, the uh, tuberosa uh, does take a while to get established, but once it's there, once you got it rooted, it it does need a little more watering at the beginning for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It also uh, is when when I have it compare it to. Uh, Tropical um, milkweed. The, the tropical milkweed seems to be more popular. Of course, maybe well, maybe it isn't after it's been there ten years or something. But uh, well, the tuberosa does have a similar color. That's that's yeah. why we strongly recommend it. Uh, it also is kind of native to this area. It's one of the so you know it's worth. Well, what's really good about it, it stays about two feet instead of you know five. Yeah. <laughs> the other one yeah. gets uh, this beautiful tropical one, but. And it dies down every year, so the parasites don't go from year to year if you don't clean it up. Yeah. The other, another one that's easy to grow is that uh, Texana, that milkweed. Oh, I love that one. It's kind of that white, milky flower. Well, I was out all over the hill country with my uh, best friend, Dubby, near Fredericksburg. I collected a bunch of the seed pods, so I'm going to be like, yeah, going crazy with that. We got her off the the subject, milkweed. That's okay. We're wondering. So uh, it's so we mentioned you. So it's educational, but it's also hands-on. Yeah, uh, we're going to do a cute little craft, and we're going to learn all about butterfly proboscis. Pro, oh, you can't, I can't pronounce proboscis. Oh, proboscis. 
and the feeding tongue. The feeding tongue. Okay. And, uh, we'll have fun with that with the craft. Uh, that's what's the fun part. And then uh, we're going to show you pictures of the butterflies that come through here. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of them. And information about the life cycle. We're going to have a lot of good information for everybody to learn about. And then the, the, the advantage, one of the advantages at Millburgers are we have the certified butterfly garden. And tour that. Yeah, which shows... So uh, what you can do with uh, your plants to make an attractive setting, uh, butterfly garden, and uh, attracts all those butterflies that Mary will be talking about. It is so good for the wildlife, too. It's not only the butterflies benefit, but the bees a lot of times from the same flowers. How many many birds? And the hummingbirds, yeah. yeah. So it's worthwhile to learn about what area in your garden you might be able to do that in, and I'm going to help with that, too. So can the kids bring their parents along? Uh, certainly they can. I'm sure the parents would they love keep them. They keep them in order, huh? disciplined. And, yeah, and they'll actually, have to control the parents because they want to hang and talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, and actually it's it's a all of the ones that, that uh, uh, I've, I've heard us talk about, it occurred to me today, are great sharing experiences where it's a good opportunity for parents and kids to do the things together. So they not only learn, but they're doing the crafts and stuff like that. And so yeah, it's perfect for families. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Bonding. So, I think they call bonding, it bonding. bonding. There you go. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so you can go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, to find out more information. But if you're sold right now, uh, since it's free, just call 497-37. will have some space available. Yeah. Please call in. But it's going to go quickly. So, again, there's no cost. The RSVP is so they'll know the numbers of things to get for the crafts and things like that. So 497 497- Three seven six zero, and just say, "Hey, well, put me down on the list. I'll take your number and all your name and stuff, and you'll be up." Thanks, Mary. Super. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Mary is showing me uh, some examples of her garden, uh, and I said, uh, "Oh, we got to come by and take some pictures of it because it is so beautiful." And she reminded me, saying, uh, yeah, I started before the coupon program. And no. I said, well, well no, one, no one needs to know that. However, that's my segue into the fact the right now the SAWS coupon program is on hiatus. It will start up again on August 15th and go to October 15th. And then the last day to redeem is November 11, 11-11. So kind okay. of outline. So they sign up after August 15th on the website? Right. They, uh, August 15th. I don't know when I'll have it, whether it be 12 or 1 a.m. or, or yeah. 6 uh, six in the morning. But then they go to the SAWS website, the Garden Style website. And then uh, they can apply for the coupons, again, up to four, uh, a total of eight lifetime. So if they got four this last time and redeemed them all, I think, you know, go for another four, uh, and then uh, those will, and those are for both the landscape and patio scape. And uh, again, they will be able to sign up until October fifteenth. And do we know which nurseries are going to participate? We know Millburgers. We, we know Millburgers, and Millburgers was uh, very successful. They are one of the leaders. I didn't calculate. I have not calculated which nursery was uh, had the most coupons uh, redeemed. But um, everybody will be redeemed. I mean, everybody will be involved again. 
uh, and then all the plants will be the same. And, and then the final segue is a lot of those plants that are permitted are highly adaptable for uh, butterflies and bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah and this this is uh, this is a cooperative venture between the nurseries, the sanitary water system, naturalists, and uh, everybody that's interested in a. Uh, good environment here in, in San Antonio. I, I, I should. I said she's. Mary's showing me some of the pictures. It reminds me because I always jump ahead. Is the concept is removing turf, 200 square feet of turf, and replacing it with drought tolerant perennials or uh, hardscape like flagstone, pavers, or stepping stones. And perfect. A perfect uh, opportunity to uh, do your butterfly garden. Correct. That's why that was the whole thing. And Mary was here, you know, bringing it all together. Would you need me to move that? Would you like me to move it? (laughs) Are you having trouble seeing? No, 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 no. no. But it was it was humorous. After a while, our heads kept moving further and further over to see around it. And by the way, it's nothing to be ashamed of. My brother had some medical issues and was on hiatus too. Helped him out a lot. Oh, those are they're tremendous medicine. It it is it is unsettling times. Can can we ask uh, Mark another question? Sure, we can ask Mark. Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Mark does the uh, manages the program to provide uh, watering recommendations uh, to folks with their landscapes, and uh, I have to get kind of update my information. So, Mark, you don't have to be a sauce customer to sign up for that. Not for the recommendations, absolutely not. Not for the e newsletter that comes out every Thursday afternoon, at approximately three o'clock. Um, I have. Uh, I have readers on Long Island. Well, my goodness. Uh, and uh, I think I even have one international reader in Luxembourg. My, my. And so if you're looking for, and uh, Mark's pretty conservative. I mean, he's, he's looking to, to limit your water use to I, all I w- that's necessary. I was conservative this past Monday. Uh, I would f- admit that. We had lots of soil moisture from the, the 8th, 9th, and 10th. But I saw the the forecast, and I hesitated on the recommendations. Mm. And so I said, uh, at least a half an inch in those areas uh, of the lawn where sun. And I probably, I checked it up, uh, all the models and everything on Thursday, and it was like, put the water on down. Now, put the water down now. (laughs) So, so, So on Monday, it will be like, Put the water on down. And these no. recommendations are based on his experience, but they're also based on a long history of uh, research and information right, that right. we've conducted. So, so we, there's uh, uh, close to 60 years of research, scientific research, and then this is based on a lot of local um, and statewide um, experience. Anecdote. Yeah, so, it's going to so be. So that's why I, I felt I. I had my saws hat on to conserve it, and I had my plant hat on going, hmm, I probably should have said uh, water a little bit more areas. Oh, okay. Well, and I, I can't understand how this 102-degree yeah, weather yeah. might complicate the yeah. recommendations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I knew it was going to be 102 and 101 and... 
hard to admit it. And unfortunately, you, you know it's going to rain very soon because of the Sinisa blooming, but they don't tell you when, so it's probably just safest to go ahead and follow. You really lucked out on this last one. Lucked out? You really oh. lucked out on this last one. I was calculating the high point of the bloom, and I was cal- calculating 21 days or, or 14 days back to the last time it rained. Mm-hmm. And I said, it better be more than 14 days. And it was like six days, seven days. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, I believe. There, there are some very smart people that believe in, in the... The Sinisa and their ability to predict rain. Mm-hmm. And you meet with them, what, every Friday night at your t- yeah, favorite you, tavern? Or yeah. We, we, we haven't decided to meet yet, but uh, we're going to get to the Sinisa Club if, we, if we're interested in that. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be funny if the Sinisa Club was rained out, mm-hmm. uh, if our meeting was rained out? Anyway, okay. So uh, you don't know any smart people that, that, that still Just believe? you, Milton. I thought Judy... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. I was trying to remember. I'm like, I know it's a female. Who I was setting Calvin the... up, and he wouldn't go there. Well, we right. we also want to remind everybody that uh, Mil- Milberger's has about uh, five different Sinisa. Oh, I bet they're looking Oh, the lovely segue, yes. Yeah. We have the then, regular, we have a lid flowery, and then we have that new, is it Mystic? Are, are they blooming, dwarf? too, so you can see the? My Lynn's legacy is blooming up a storm. It, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Oh, yeah. uh, he brought samples. We yep. like samples. All right. Can we ask it on the air? Yeah. We're going to give you the mic, and you'll be on yeah. the air. Here you go. Right. How can we All help right. you today? You're on the air. can help me with summer tomatoes. They're kind of split open. Oh, wow. And what can I do to prevent yeah. this from happening again? Okay. We also have uh, pomegranates. And yes. I bought the pomegranate tree here, and they've been planted for about, I would say, 10 years, and they're about 12 feet high, and this is the first year that I get fruit, Mm -hmm. but they're all spotted, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong or what do I need to put in the soil. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I really... These need to be on the plant for uh, September is usually what we go for. When the, the so, uh, and I wouldn't worry about them spotted on. Now the, these on are the, the these. I'm sorry for the radio. Know, okay, for the radio audience, our radio listening, uh, it is uh, uh, brownish on the outside with spots all around. Uh, I'm not sure that this is stink bug damage, um, but. I don't necessarily would think that's going to be a serious issue. Now they're and they're not easy to grow. Yeah. you're not alone in having issues like that. Uh, I just picked my one remaining pink satin off, and then but my wonderful is a huge one, and it's been there for a lot of years. It's got some fruit on it too, but we're getting lots of calls. Uh, 102 degrees in that freeze. We had is also a factor, but I, I think generally, it's just this is not an easy place. It's easy to grow the plants, but it's not an easy yes. place to uh, to harvest. But it is easier fruit. than College Station, as we remember from last week for our listeners, yeah. as we discussed that. So you got. I th- I think you're doing. I think you're do- doing pr- pretty much what you need to do. 
Because they're good. They're tough plants. They don't need a lot of uh, irrigation. Yeah, Mary was saying that if you happen to open this up when they get right and it's a little stinky and a little smelly inside, yeah, it's it's mushy black. So when when do they ripen, like, uh, to pick them? September, September. October. September, October. Okay. In fact, I was in the newspaper today. All right. And the tomatoes? Well, Calvin, you want to talk about that one? Yeah. Um, looks looks to me like the tomatoes are tr- are trying to deal with the 102 degree heat, and they're uh, that one. making uh, they're uh, drying out and, uh, and putting a little more uh, growth on, and that's all that cracking. Now, so, so yeah, so that one, this one is cracking because it's what well, we always say inconsistent moisture. So it was peaks and valleys. You watered, and then it got dry, and water got that, dry. That's why we're generally, we're generally recommending we pull your spring tomatoes now and plant the fall fall tomatoes, and then they'll get we'll get into a a period in September when they we get a little mild nights, and then you will be a, a yeah. good production again. This one that looks like sunbird. Yeah, it looks like it got second-degree burns on its skin. Uh, okay. So when Calvin says, yeah, 102, that's what that one looks like. But we're, we're kind of past their prime now. But uh, I don't know. Do you get the Express News? Uh, the, there's an article in the newspaper about fall tomatoes. And uh, it's time. Yeah, pick pick time that one up. That was a good guide of what to do. What kinds to get and yeah. how to plant for fall garden. So if you yeah, if you get a chance, get that. Or uh, plantanswers.com uh, will have the same information in it on the website. But, uh, yeah, get, them in, get the new, new plants. Pull those old plants. Get the new plants in, and then you'll, you'll start getting a new, a new crop a little, a little later in the fall. It's not the soil where I planted. Well, I, no, I, I mean that some garden mix. Yeah, that soil is kind of a sophisticated thing. What we're looking at here is is 102 degree heat and uh, just an impossible situation for a tomato plant. To, the tomato plant can stay alive, but it's hard for it to produce blemish-free fruit when it's this way. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You bet. And thanks Thank for coming by. by. Thanks for being on the air. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or like this nice gentleman, you can come on by and ask your gardening question in person at 1604 on Road. Back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only a dollar nine. 
$1.99. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included, limited to stock on hand, no special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Homeowners, you know all too well. In San Antonio, we get damaging hail. That hail can wreck not only your roof, but other parts of your home. Did you know that your homeowner's insurance not only covers damage to your roof, but also damage to your deck or wooden fence? Barry Hegendorf of Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147 can help you reseal and repair that damage and make it look new again. And if you've already met your deductible because of other damage, there may be no additional cost to you. Barry Hegendorf at 822-9147 of Deck and Patio Care has been helping homeowners improve the look of their decks, patios, fences, and homes since 1985. And the incredible results speak for themselves. But check it out for yourself at deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see miraculous transformations and read testimonials of happy customers. So if your deck, fence, or patio is damaged by hail, call Deck and Patio Care right now at 822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And nothing is simple in this life, except when it comes to selling your house or buying your next home in San Antonio in the Hill Country. Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez has a better way to sell that house and save you thousands of dollars. It's the Help You Sell Low Set Fee program. Here's how it works. When you use Sergio Martinez and help you sell to buy or sell your next home, he won't charge you the standard 6% commission because it's simply not fair. For instance, the difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. Did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. With Help You Sell, you get the same service. You keep more money in your pocket and you still get 100% of Sergio Martinez's 20 years plus of experience. Simple, right? Call Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez right now at 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. And we've got Mark Peterson here. Uh-oh, did you have a question, ma'am? Can we ask it on the air? Yeah, here, it's easy. Okay, grab the microphone. Tell us what's going on. You'll be on the air. All right, how can we help you? 
Hi, I have a picture of a bush I wanted to show you guys and see if you can identify it and see maybe how I can treat it or okay. if it ever blooms. All right. Calvin is looking at it even as we yeah, speak. Yeah, I said, uh, how, what, how, what's, the, what's the size of it? It's about three and a half feet high by four feet wide. Uh-huh. Is it in the shade or in the sun? It's in full sun. The sun. Huh. Does it bloom? It hasn't bloomed yet. We've lived in the house for about three months now. It almost has the leaves of maybe a magnolia tree. But it looks more like a bush. Yeah, it doesn't look like a magnolia. So. Yeah, I'm pass it over to Mark real quick. Yeah. There you go. We're, we're looking for I'm that. I'm so glad idea. that I didn't wear my contacts today. <laughs> <laughs> now Mark is looking at it. It's got shiny green leaves. Yeah. Uh, and it's in, is it, did you say it was in the shade? No, it's full, full sun. sun. Full sun. Huh? Well, that's always a good thing that has shiny yeah, green, now, green it, leaves. It looks, it looks pretty healthy to me. What, what's yeah. the... Was there an issue with it? Um, no, I just wanted to know. It's in front of the house, so I wanted to know if it blooms. Am I going to see flowers eventually? Um, do I need to give it any additional care, or do I feed it with yeah, maybe a fertilizer? Um, uh, yeah. Milton? Yeah, you got a guess? <laughs> You're okay. Milton's like a Speak into the, in microphone. the microphone. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, he's he's uh. It looks like a, sort of like a American beauty berry or or French tree, um, Chinese French tree. Uh, what do we call that? The purple one, uh, oh. petalum. Laura petalum. Yeah, Petalum. but it's got too big a leaves for Laura petalum. But it looks kind of. Is like there? Does it show any maroon or pinkish? No, tenet? not no. at all. Yeah. All right. Um, if it's opposite leaves, it may be American beauty berry. If it which was, would have purple flowers in the fall. Okay. Oh, I mean, purple fruit. Fruit. Fruit, fruit. okay. Um, but that would be, the leaves would be opposite each other on the, on the little branches. Oh. This, this, and it looks sort of like it. Is this one of those situations where if she actually brought in a clipping, it would be better than a picture? Probably. Yeah. It's one of those rare, rare. Do you live near the nursery? That you... I do. Okay, okay. yeah. Well, we'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, we're here tomorrow. Okay, and very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure uh, it out for you. Yeah, and and it is because it kind of has a layered effect where it has, the leaves come out, but they don't come out in a squarish or, or round pattern. They kind of all come out like this, flat. So they come out and they're just layered like that, is, which is indicative this of... This is especially good radio, too. Uh, I know. <laughs> yes. As for our radio audiences, they could see my Milton, hands. Milton, Milton my hands. is trying to figure out how to describe yeah. this for the radio. It's called two-ranked. So, oh. so rather than all the little twigs and branches coming out and shooting out in a certain three-dimensional pattern, it's these not, are more two It's not an obvious shrub that okay, we're yeah. recognizing. Well, it may be, it may be something, but, because, but the angle we see it and yeah, the portion so. of the plant that we see just uh, it hasn't rung a bell Okay, for I'll us. bring in a cutting. Sounds good. Take a look at cool, it. thank yeah. you. Thanks, okay. guys. I appreciate it. All right, you it take has, care. It has serrate edges. Oh. 
Well, it's very nice. Thanks. Thank yes. All right, 210-308-8867. Bye-bye. Johnson City, Joe is on the line. We oh haven't talked line. to Joe in a long time. Huh? No, we want to talk to Joe. He's What's yeah, going I'm on? Because I'm here. I'm alive. I'm alive. Yay. Good. <laughs> we are glad. We are glad. We are glad. Yeah. Well, I always have something to ask you, but I always forget. But I finally <laughs> remembered. Okay. <laughs> The question I have right now is, uh, there's two things. One of them is, Jerry always talks about copious amounts of, uh, what is that fertilizer? Osmocote. Osmocote. Uh, uh, Copious amounts of osmocote. Now, I've looked up measurement for copious amounts. Mm -hmm. There's not such a thing. What? What, no, is, what kind of dictionary what, do you what have? What the hell is Jerry talking about when he says copious <laughs> amounts of osmocote? You have to use the Tennessee version of the Webster Dictionary. No, no. Yes. <laughs> be, be careful because cope, and I can't imagine Jerry was reading English murder mysteries, but that's a common word used in, in uh, English murder mysteries, copious. Yes, it is. Copious blood. <laughs> So well, I guess that that's consistent because uh, you know Tennessee. Yeah. A lot of the Tennessee settlers yeah. are originally English. <laughs> Clearly, you do not have the Osmocote dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I don't. And that Osmocote is very expensive. And when he starts talking about copious amounts, and I've got a garden, I say hell with it. I I don't know what he means by that. I throw a I don't handful. Think- I, I don't think he means it for the garden. Well, he of course he, he does for tomatoes. Osmocote works it works well for the garden, but but okay. we agree with you. It is it's, it's, it's too expensive it's for really general expensive, use, and it's primarily used for containers. Yeah, yeah. We always recommend the the easiest thing to use and the the least expensive in terms of the the nutrients is a slow release lawn fertilizer. And it works well, really well. That works for, yeah, it works nine. for the garden, the lawn, trees. Shrubs, everything. Well, that's, versatile. What, that's what I was going to ask you about on my, uh, I've got a wonderful Changchaw um, orange tree that produces just copious amounts of fruit every year. Uh-huh. This year it doesn't. With, with, with copious amounts of seed? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's a wonderful flavor. Yes, it, it is. is. I, a, I, I love the taste too. It's a wonderful flavor, and the seeds taste like nuts. <laughs> and they're good. Not, they're good. They're good producer. They're good for yeah. fiber. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're very good. But the, uh, I I've always used a fifteen, fifteen, fifteen on that tree, and always got good production. Do you recommend anything else besides a fifteen, fifteen, fifteen? Well, the uh, the old. I mean, there's a lot of debate there. Yeah. We in the, in old, the days, old days. The old days, fifteen, fifteen, fifteen used to be recommended for uh, especially for sandy soils or for uh-huh. soils that that were. Uh, yes, sir. That didn't have uh, high rates of nutrients in them. Hey, Joe. Hang yeah. on. Can we? Can you hang on through the news real quick? We'll put yeah, you on hold. We'll come back. Because this is very important to me. Absolutely. You hang on. we got to get the news. We're going to take a quick break. In the meantime, you give us a call, and you'll be on after Joe at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. 
We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. All right, Joe, we got uh, Joe's called us at 210-308-8867, or because he's in out there. In the Hill Country, you may have called us at 866-308-8867. But we got everybody up here on the porch, Joe, to help you out. Uh, okay. you want to tell, us, what's, what's, tell us again, for folks who just tuned in, uh, what your concern was, well, besides the, the copious. One, the first one was about, when Jerry's talking about copious amounts of uh, Osmocote, that was one. The other one was my chainsaw uh, orange tree. And I have used a 15-15-15 fertilizer forever. Uh, this year, I don't seem to have the production that I've had before. And I was wondering, is there a better fertilizer I should use? And is there a spray fertilizer that would help? Well, I don't, I'm not sure that uh, if you... You know, I think I think in the long run the 1959 is probably a better fertilizer for that purpose. But I don't think you would you were gonna you would get any kind of different performance this year than from your 16 16 uh, or 1959 and your 15.5. I, I, I think I think the freeze I think that freeze we had and then this 102. Degrees. I mean, the, the weather we've had has been has pretty been pretty strange, and really affected the uh, citrus a lot. So I'd, I would say that was the factor. Mark, what now, you I was going to say, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't <laughs> you know I'm never wrong, <laughs> Prince Humperdinck. Um, yeah, isn't citrus uh, every other year, or is that, or uh, I'm just thinking of pecans and some other or fruit, but. Is it a uh, heavy bearer one year and lighter the next? Can be, yeah. Okay. If you get too many one one year, it will affect the the next. Okay. But if you thin yeah, crop, right, right. Should, seems, then, then it's pretty consistent. Well, in a chain in a in a chain saw is pretty reliable. It's pretty reliable. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 this one does not do that. As uh, it has done that before, but I thought maybe well maybe my I need to change fertilizer. Maybe I need to. Right. I know this year is nothing I can do about it. The, the fruit is on there. But in the future, what can I do? Is there a spray fertilizer? I don't. Yeah, I don't know that it's the. the that's the. Yeah. Yes, there is. It's not effective, and okay. it's usually we just try to do that if we need a short burst of micronutrients like iron or manganese or something like that. And on our soils, particularly up there, you would you wouldn't need it. So okay. there's no, no 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 sense for you to think about the sprays. I think you're okay. doing you're probably doing what the right thing in terms of consistent uh, uh, production. But you'd probably you know if it was me, I'd do I use nineteen five nine rather than fifteen. Fifteen, fifteen, but okay. Well, I'll try that. I'll try that. Now, when is the best time for me to put that down? And uh, the the citrus uh, early. I'm thinking February. Uh, 
I don't think it would hurt in the in the fall either. You want to be. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, so I'm, I'm laughing and smiling over here because matter of great debate, lots of uh, discussion at various public institutions. In fact, we were on public opposite institutions. sides <laughs> yeah. uh, for a while. So, uh, so yeah, I would do it. Uh, I would actually split it up. So either fall or very early February, and then again after May. That's first week of May. Yeah. yeah. First, 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 second week of May. Yeah. Okay. And and what does that do? Does that just give a uh, a better well, it wouldn't give a better production of fruit. It, it you didn't want yeah, you don't want too much energy going into the leaves. Right. But then after the fruit come out yeah, after 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 the fruit does come out, you'd want to make sure that you give uh, a little bit more energy for the leaves to put into that put the energy into the fruit. And you know, the uh, Changshaw is not as bad as some of the other citrus, but quite often, when Mark's talking about that late spring, you'll see a discoloration right. a little bit of the leaves where they're getting a little drained of their. It's it's hard yeah. to put on fruit. It's hard. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, this Changshaw is wonderful. I'm going to send you all a picture of it one of these days. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe the, uh, fruit. This, I have to ask you this. This is years ago. Uh, I had this discussion with you. Have you uh, used or seen or used a lot of the Texas River mahogany? Oh, yes. I, and I uh, recommended uh, that Jerry Parsons has uh, recommended that everybody put it in their yard. Absolutely. <laughs> no, have you, you have you have you cut it up and used it? Joe and I talked about this years and years ago. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I've cut it up and used it. It's very soft wood for if you want to carve stuff but, on it. Yeah, yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's, it has a nice color. What is it? It has a very it's, nice it's, color. And I, I I've uh, been trying to get Jerry to pr- get one that doesn't produce uh, berries. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's, All right, yeah, so here's the the comic timing on this it's china berry oh, oh. yeah thanks <laughs> it's a wonderful river it's called the river yeah, texas mahogany. river mahogany that's right <laughs> <laughs> thanks joe folks. thank bye you bye. joe bye mm-hmm. all right 210-308-8867 tom is on the line hey tom welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today good how are you guys good what's going on so my indeterminate tomato plants did really well in May and, and June in, in producing. And they started petering out a little bit towards the end of June, and, and uh, then they started turning a little yellow and drying up. But with the recent rains, it's like they have a new lease on life. So I'm wondering, should I leave them there, and will they reproduce again by the fall? They'll... they'll, they'll potentially do a little reproduction by the fall but uh, they won't if you're uh, looking for maximizing uh, production it's uh, you'll, you'll be uh, tomatoes ahead by planting a fall planting of uh, determinate or semi-determinate tom- tomatoes or some, some of them like surefire but uh, okay. there are folks that pr- that do prune them back to see what they can get in the fall I'm I'm of the mind of just yeah that that week of the July Fourth that's all I'm going to be doing is ripping out tomatoes, and and then waiting to about now to put some new ones in. But I'm using uh, determinate and indeterminate. 
I always, I always hate the, I always have the spider mites by that right. By right. early July, and I just feel more comfortable starting over and uh, giving those tomato and new tomato plants a, a head start. So the other, and, the other question I have, I, I have, I'm pretty sure I have a lot more stink bugs than I do tomatoes. What do I do to control those stinking stink bugs? Well, see, I, see my previous comment. I use uh, <laughs> what? What is uh, help me? Spin is sad. I always forget. Oh, I don't like no. You don't think, like I don't seven? think. I don't think for well, yeah, if seven? we could get access to seven, uh, I think there's we'll still it, a little it, bit it, in there. So. It has been delayed. It has been delayed. Has it? Yeah, the taking off has been delayed. Huh. Have you can you find, but can you find it? The one producer uh, doesn't yeah. understand that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. the dust that I have is still carbaryl. And the concentrates that I still have are carbaryl, but the ready-to-uses are now bifentra. Well, tell, tell mm-hmm. me, what what is the other, and I should remember this, I only used it for 10 years on my peach orchard, uh, the other, the other uh, insecticide that we use when we can't, we don't, it's interchangeable a bit with uh, seven. Uh, not acephate, no. No, not, no, certainly not acephate. There's, there's uh, my old age is catching up to me here. What, what is the other common insecticide? I'm, I'm looking at not, Trace, not huh? spina, It's not spinosad, but it's a, the one we use long term in orchard. Malathion. Malathion. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mal- that orchard I remember yeah. now. Malathion, and I always had good luck with Malathion mm-hmm. and cyan and uh, uh, carbaryl uh, controlling stink bugs, but it's the only thing I've had. Good luck. Well, acephate if you're on an ornamental. And we do, uh, we do sell traps, stink bug traps, the mm. yellow draw men. That's what, yep, that's, mm-hmm. that's one variety right there, Milton. Um, they're tough, and they're big. Yes. And they uh, fly. And aggressive. They yeah. attack. So uh, yeah. my other solution <laughs> there is a, bugs, a yeah. wet dry vac, and you go out and you uh, suck up as well. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Trace does, has that. Mm. But that, right. that, that, those well, are some options. Above. Yeah. Right. Thank you, guys. So, but but that, 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 that's another good reason to have kind of that break between the uh, sure. uh, spring tomatoes and the uh, fall tomatoes. Uh, just uh, It seems to me that you get a chance to st- start over. You don't extend that uh, uh, stink bug connection there. Oh, I just thought of another one. <clears throat> Two eight-year-old boys with four bricks. No. And and then he, he collect them and let them to to crush them in between the two breaks and have a competition. He get a nickel a piece. Yeah. Right. Wow. Why is he not talking about magnifying glasses? Too? Yeah. No. Oh. Thanks, Tom. Bring Hopefully that was helpful. <laughs> Good luck, Tom. It is. Let us know what you decide and what, what kind of luck you have. Hey, um, and I want to know from our organic gardeners that talked about just using soap as it breaks down their exterior and leaves them dehydrated. And you can spray that directly on the stink bugs. Use a mild detergent. So if you had any success with that, I'd be curious. 210-308-8867. Owen is on the line. Owen, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's going on? I have two questions. The first question is I am assisting a friend in installing drip irrigation. And they have two different gardens. On one side, they have a vegetable garden, 
and on the other side they have a pollinator garden. And the pollinator garden is in full full bloom. And the vegetable garden is idle at this point in time, but they have great expectations. Do I need, what are the watering requirements? Are they different for the pollinator garden to a vegetable garden? Or the answer is yes. 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 Different watering requirements. Yes. It's it's frequency. Yeah, the the timing. You'll be uh, you'll be watering, but you know, in terms of the total capacity and capability of your mm-hmm. irrigation system, they're basically the same, but you you won't be watering them the same at the same. And time. what's the frequency on the t- on those two gardens? Well, it depends. Every uh, plant's going to be different. Yeah. Right? Now, if <laughs> I'm, some I'm, some of your pollinator ones will be perennials, which means every year they're going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they'll require more water less often. Right. Now, if you got zinnias, uh, mine every three, every uh, third day, I will have to have to water. Well, no, no, because I get those zinnias. You get the bigger ones. Yeah, <laughs> I like the zinnias that the I like butterflies the ones. like. Yeah. yeah. All the, right. So uh, yeah, in general, in general, tomatoes. A, ve- a vegetable garden, you're going to go anywhere from two to four times a week. A perennial garden. The pollinator garden, you're going to go either once to once a week to once every two weeks, depending oh on the plant. Okay. And how long they've been in the ground. And how long they've been on the ground. I, I couldn't say, but it looks as if it's a, a okay. fairly mature garden. So the, the longer it's been in the ground, the more water mm-hmm. you give it, but the less often you do The it. less frequency. Right. Okay. Uh, we always go from when we first plant, we go uh, uh, light but frequent. And then as the plant is longer in the ground, it goes to infrequent deep. And you, and you need to do the math. Anytime you're doing a drip system, so, uh, you know, one dripper on average, they're one gallon per hour if it's done right. So you got to determine is one gallon enough? Am I leaving it on long enough? Yeah. If I'm so, yeah, what, 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 what Trace talked about is uh, you could either use point source. Or inline tubes, and that's a whole another another issue in question. And, and math is very important on that. Okay, okay. Uh, what I was planning on doing is putting a uh, half-inch drip line in the beds, and then from that they could uh, put a quarter-inch emitter off if they had a plant that needed uh, supplemental. So you're doubling the system. You're having both inline and point source. Is that they what I'm saying? They could if they. It would. It would be inline to start with, and then if they had a plant that had additional requirements, then it could have a point source in addition to the inline. I think there's going to be some pressure issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah pressure and and uh, anytime you double up or be redundant, uh, you're going to have problems. Okay, this is getting more difficult. <laughs> no, no, it, it's actually because I'm an inline person. I'm not a point source person. It's it's easy. I'm just going to run a uh, drip line uh, around the bed, all the way around the bed, uh, uh, maybe of a, a different emitter type and distance between the emitters uh, for one for the other. 
Well, the half inch is, what, every 18 inches, and that's a gallon per hour? That, that's what I would use for the perennials. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, second question. Uh, totally different topic. I've had uh, a problem, I believe, with blossom end rot on my tomatoes this year. I haven't had that problem in the past. It looks like something's almost eaten the bottom off. Uh and again, it, this is on drip irrigation, so it's uh, a reliable water source. And what would be the cause and avoidance for the end rot? Well, the typical the typical pattern is that the it dries out. You know, you got this 102 degree, very very hot weather, so it's likely to show up. But anytime you're uh, your soil reservoir dries up to the point where the amount of moisture available to the plant isn't sufficient to meet its needs on producing the fruit, then you've got potential for there to be a calcium deficit. And so that's, that, that's generally what happens. And in containers, sometimes it's almost impossible to... Uh, to uh, stop if you got a small container and a, a large plant. Yeah, this was in but, the raised uh, bed. Gen- generally, generally, you uh, address the issue. Um, either the weather stabilizes, and you uh, you water more or more uh, more frequently, and uh, or the the plant gets the the growth rate of the plant stabilizes and. Uh, so you generally have less and less of a problem in the future. So it's, it's watering. It's water. It's watering, not necessarily the need, the need to add eggshells. No. No. Okay. No, there's, you know, there's all a lot of folks would love to uh, say, you know, Epsom salts or eggshells or what, but generally it's just it's a. It's water watering. relationship. Okay, I'm so, going to blame this on my neighbor because we were out of town and he was supposed to water my garden. Uh, uh, yeah, stay with that story. We get that a lot. Thanks, sir. Blame it on the blame it on the weather this year too. That's yeah. a, I can do that. Okay, and a, 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 a discussion item I'd like you to uh, pursue is the difference and uh, uh, between determinate and indeterminate. Okay. Tomatoes. We, That's easy. We can do I'd that like, I'd, after, I'd like after to, our break. Yeah. After the break. I'd love to hear that. Very good. Thank okay. you very much. And thanks. You take care, Owen. And after the break, I'm going to tell you how you can get a, a great uh, deal on your next mattress. I know you're going, but I'm telling you, this is an unbelievable deal, and I'm going to save you some money right after this on 930 AM. The answer. It's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Milburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only $1.90. 
99. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock, pumps included, limited to stock on hand, no special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull 40 Road. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. This should come as no surprise. San Francisco will allow illegal aliens to vote in the November election for school board races. This is a preview of things to come. The left is using illegal immigrants as future voters because they're having increasing difficulty selling their socialist programs to American citizens. Call it importing voters. It won't stop at the school board level, though. There will be lawsuits once illegals start voting in school board elections, demanding they be allowed to vote for state offices and then federal offices, even president. The rationale will be they're being discriminated against since most pay taxes and have driver's licenses. You watch how this plays out. This is why it's so important for Brett Kavanaugh and other conservative jurists to be on federal benches to stop this and other unconstitutional acts. You can expect the left to behave like unhinged and crazed people they are this fall. The media will be their allies as never before. They see it as their last gasp to take back control and continue wrecking America. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Hugh Hewitt says don't look at Trump to help bail out Iran. Iran appears to be headed towards economic collapse. Iran's currency has plunged almost 50% in value in the past six months. President Obama was delusional about what he could accomplish with Iran. He sent him a billion eight in cash. This time, this administration ain't going to help him. No, no, no. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 930 AM. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Okay, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. In the past few weeks, you've heard me talk about furniture now. Uh, specifically, I want to talk to you if you are looking for a mattress. Uh, because right now, one furniture location, furniture now location, remember there are two. This is the one on Lookout Road and 1604 next to Burlington. And they're having a buy one, get one on the uh, Emerald Pillow Top Mattress. Any size, buy one, get one of equal or lesser value for free. And all you have to do is mention my name. There's no coupons. There's nothing else. Just go on in there, and they'll take care of you. Just say, hey, I heard Milton talking about this great deal. I need a mattress. So uh, they will take you, and you will find the Emerald Pillow Top Mattress. Any size, king, queen, twin, uh, whatever you're looking for. Uh, buy one, get one free. See the store for all the details. Uh, but the uh, this is a great deal. Uh, in talking to Steve Coben, they're really excited about it uh, as a, a way to uh, just to get you uh, into a new mattress. So uh, if you've been thinking about it, don't sleep on it anymore. 
Just uh, not the mattress. Don't sleep on the idea. You know you need one. So go on over there to furniture now. Yeah, bad pun. And uh, and talk to them and just normal, mention- normal for you. Yes, and thank you. And uh, and they'll take care of you. So just mention my name, and that takes care of you with this uh, great deal at furniture now, at the uh, Lookout Road and 1604 next to Burlington. All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You ready to address, uh, oh, well, actually, this First, is a, I'd like to say I had a good a segue. Yeah, but this is a nice segue. So uh, I do have some tycoon tomatoes. They were on a different table. All right, so we still have some tycoons here at the nursery. Are those determinate or indeterminate? Semi-determinate. Yeah. Oh, semi-determinate. Oh, man, so we have a third category? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we have a, we have a ten, tendency to simplify it. Yeah, you, yeah it, we, did, oh. we are dealing with Jerry, so yeah, we do have the <laughs> Wow, he's not here. You just throw him right under well, the bus, I, don't uh, you? Yeah. And actually, Jerry can uh, talk about the, how, how many leaf yeah. points. Uh, uh, I'm in between each yeah. one. And, all right, so he asked us to speak on two. How many different? Is that an, a good way to do it, or should we speak on determinant, semi-determinant? Non-determinant, indeterminate. Well, if you you, you can make a real simple argument, and the determinant is that they grow to full size quickly, and then are ready for action to set fruit. They spend the the concentrate on setting fruit. Okay. Indeterminate are continue to grow as long as the conditions are right, and so that's why we see them growing beyond the. into the fall or going beyond the ideal time to uh, set fruit. And then you got plants in between there that are okay. semi-determinate. So Trace read off a list. Do you have the list with you still? No. Okay. Um, now you sound like Jerry. Do uh, <laughs> you? Uh, of uh, varieties that they have at the nurseries. Uh, were the recommended varieties were those determinate or indeterminate or semi-determinate? So, so well, we know both. some. We oh. know some are pretty determinate. Ru- Ruby Crush is real determinate. Okay. Um, and I think our our uh, Roma Roma's, surprise. Roma's prize. Um, Surefire. Uh, probably gonna is is one. Most of the others are s- some degree of determinate. Uh, no, none of them are. Uh, a lot of the heirlooms are indeterminate. Yeah. Right. So, so when you hear heirlooms and everybody talk about heirlooms, then, mm-hmm. then those are indeterminate. So, the vast majority of them. So, I'm not going to sell them. So, so that what I understand is, so because they're indeterminate, they keep growing as long as the conditions are right, and but they put on tomatoes as they grow. Well, that's the that's the problem. They. Do, they don't all. They're, they don't always put on tomatoes while they grow, and then they get to the point where they're ready to put on tomatoes, and it's too hot or too cold. Generally, too hot. All right. And so, what you want? You want the plant. You want the plants to get to the the point they're ready to set fruit while our temperature. That small portion of the year when our temperatures are mild enough to set fruit, and uh, that that's and, why and, and mature it. Yeah, and that's why we—that's how we pick the varieties, or Jerry's tests, and uh, uh, all the gardening volunteers that are involved, and everybody, extension service, everybody trying to find the tomatoes that can deal with the weather the way we have it. So, where do determinate to indeterminate tomatoes do best? Upper Midwest. 
Because there's a longer growing season? No. It, it, the, the, the growing season is shorter, but it doesn't matter because they, they will be able to grow up to the point in time, and then they can... They can produce the fruit all the time. But we don't. They don't have. Oh. They, they can use the entire growing season. Oh, so, but, but the we, growing season is shorter than we have. But we have two. Well, yeah. it, it depends yeah. how you define the growing yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. I say that. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the temperatures at night. Yeah. Uh, that usually doesn't figure in the definition. Yeah. Yes. But uh, oh. But that's. Okay. In the Midwest, all the temperatures are at night are either too cold or they're perfect. Yeah. You know, it gets too cold again. So will a determ- indeterminate tomato grown in San Antonio get bigger than an indeterminate tomato grown in the Midwest? Not as a general rule, but it could be. <laughs> okay. They'll get yeah. bigger than a determinant. I'm so confused. Yeah. I just don't understand why they do better elsewhere. That's what I'm trying to grasp. Well, because of that, because of the weather. Okay. Now, if you're, if you, if you got a deadline, you know, even even you know, say the growing season yeah. is uh, five months in no. the north, north. All five months, the temperatures are at night. Are uh, you can you can set fruit and and mature fruit. Okay. Oh. Okay. So we we usually have to get above sixty here but All we right. can't be over so above 60 and yeah. not over well, the, and yeah even okay even even a little it can be even a little warmer than right. that but i mean, yeah 60 ish yeah okay but but we can't be over they don't worry about the over part okay okay i got you now so it's more the weather at the time that they want to produce tomatoes than it is the mm-hmm. okay I'm getting it. I wonder if there's an easy way to remember indeterminate, indeterminate as to what they are. Like in, I'm trying to pick up on the in. Determinant is determined to put all its fruit on at one time. Oh, I like that. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. Now, you can actually get the definition in terms of the, the, uh, when the, the start, how many layers of buds or leaf. Points. No, no, no. I'm just trying to remember a way to remember it. I like Trace's way. Wait a minute. He's not here. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I like Trace's way. So the determinant is very determined to get its fruit on all at one time. And indeterminate, not so much. It doesn't matter, indeterminate. You just have to distinguish one from the other. Okay. It's meh. Thank you, Trace. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So, what else is going on, Trace? Uh, we got you up here. Uh, well, let's see. we could do the plant of the weekend. We could. We could. We could. We could. We could. And then you could talk about the, uh, the what you brought up, or that was for somebody else. Uh, well, we never led into that, but I can, okay. I can talk about it if you want. I'll ask you what you brought up in a minute. Go ahead and talk all about right. the plant. So, of the uh, plant of the weekend is a thornless crown of thorns. I just like mm-hmm. saying that. <laughs> thornless crown of thorns. So it's a real pretty tropical leaf uh, with the traditional red flower like a crown of thorns, but it doesn't have thorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, tropical, so grow it in a pot, move it in and out for cold. Uh, we saw something really neat where people were turning them into little trees. Mm-hmm. Online, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of neat. And uh, it is a euphorbia, so it's uh, kind of like a poinsettia. We pick off a bad leaf and it puts us mil- milky stuff out. Uh, but it's a gorgeous plant. Generally about three foot tall, but again, pot size might limit it some. These are in 10-inch pots. Some are in 
Well, some are in pots and some are in hanging baskets that are yeah. also 10-inch. They are sixteen ninety nine, and they're just a, a fabulous page to look at. And they don't seem to stop blooming. Yeah, that was online, too, was the person commented that they don't recall when they've stopped blooming. Uh, so, yeah. So check them out online. Uh, thornless Crown of Thorns is what I Googled and found them under. And then you'll see the pictures. You'll like them. It's a pretty flower. It really is. Uh, and um, Native to Madagascar. Yeah. And so you, how many do you have? Uh, I have to go count them. We okay. started out with about a dozen this morning. So if you want them because, I, because it's just a dozen, I'm going to suggest you do. You make the call first. You can always come in, but make the call to 210-497-3760. That's the number for Millburgers. And uh, tell them to put one aside for you, two or three or whatever you're looking for. And uh, then they will. Then you can come tomorrow if you know you can't make it today and you just don't want to take the chance. So, cool. All right. And then uh, what else? What would you bring up here? Well, I brought up a a vegetable fertilizer that that I like. Uh It's called Belgian Formula. Mm, It's a a 13, 17, 11, so it's a higher phosphorus than than a lot of the the, uh, other vegetable fertilizers that have been recommended. It's got a fair amount of iron in it. And uh, it's my understanding that it contains brewer's yeast, which will make the vegetables taste sweeter. But it's got multi-use. If you look on the back, it's designed for blooming trees as well. So oh. Things like crepe myrtles and red buds. Uh, so it, it has a, a fantastic range of It's use. not for containers. It's just for, it's for uh, it's, raised beds and right, other right in the garden. So great, great vegetable fertilizer, but it's not limited to that. So that ratio is good for even perennial beds. Uh, would uh, would be fine for them. Okay, okay. Let's see what else is that going was, on. That was versus the uh, copious amounts. Oh, copious I see. Amounts. So that was so that was That's set of a, a of a unified number all the way across. The fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah. Um, I see that there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of plants, and we've talked about them in the articles here on the show that are uh, uh, that you can plant in this heat, and there's not they're not you're not going to. Uh, they're not going to be affected by the, uh, you know, they're not going to wilt or as long as you get them watered in, you just won't miss, miss the bed. And then there's the Phanix Phlox. I, that's that's I could see his yeah. eyes looking yeah. that direction. No. <laughs> I'm, I'll never forget the first time we saw that trace, uh, went out there and smelled it, and it smelled just like uh, lilacs. If you've been away from the Midwest mm-hmm. with lilacs a long time, it's like, gosh, this reminds me of lilacs. And all these Midwesterners, they were right out here, yeah. and they they were all sold within. Yeah, we pretty much by the end of the show. Yeah. In fact, I can smell some right now. Oh wow! Um, so it lasts. But, but that's a good one. Phanix Flocks, yeah. uh, the Arcora series, Periwinkle, uh, Zinnias, and then Calvin and I will debate which zinnia we like. Um, but I, I must uh, say, I go with you because I, I like the. The uh, habit of this one better, and I like the. Well, I find it more drought tolerant versus the profusion and. The, for yeah, the, the, versus the uh, cut flower option yeah. for the bigger ones, uh, and the. Like uh, you know, I, I, all zinnias are good for uh, nectar producers, but mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some, of the, and this is anecdotal, but uh, things like California giant and cactus always strike me as being more popular with. The butterflies and the uh, uh, hummingbirds. So what you need, you know, you just have, uh, you want to have 
lots of variation in your butterfly garden. That's a good point. Oh. Our monarchs will be here uh, three months, so we got some cha- we got some time to put in our get some milkweeds in. And, I can see the milkweeds right have, over there. I was say we have milkweeds. We have. Do we have several different ones? Yeah, There's we like got three both, varieties. We got three, right? Tuberosa right. in the tropical, and uh, misflower. We got what? At least two kinds of misflower. I believe it's just what we're back down to one. I think. One, okay. The and then, then, of course, we've been talking about the porter weed, three three different kinds of porter weed at least, uh, and zinnias. Lots of different kinds of zinnias. And I encourage everybody to come out and look at our uh, our butterfly garden. Yeah, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. Certified, uh, accredited butterfly garden, and it's we've just, got a lot it, of these plants in there. Yeah, it shows you how you could arrange them, and all the plants that are in the certified butterfly garden are available here at Millburgers. Right. So. How is the uh, fountain sale going? Uh, pretty good. Good. Uh, Tell folks about been, that. We uh, well, we've never done this before, so this is kind of a unique uh, situation. Uh, we put all the fountains on sale for 30 percent off mm-hmm. then there's a, a few that are at 40 and uh, a, f- a few that are at 50 and uh, so we just want to give everybody a good deal and uh, and then we're going to bring in another shipment in real soon so oh good we can move through make some space give everybody a, a great deal on uh, on a fountain and bring in some other styles I saw I was over eavesdropping, unintentionally eavesdropping. Unintentionally? Uh huh. Well, I couldn't help it. They were right next to us uh, on a couple, and they were talking about the fountains they saw, and they were comparing them. Would you like this one? Or should we get this? So yeah, that was kind of cool. From the from I was going to say from the regulatory standpoint. Yes. I put my oh saw, yeah. Saw's hat on. Yes. Uh, all fountains. Are, uh, are are not included in any kind of regulations. So they have oh, a, they all have a variance to be used anytime, twenty four seven, for any residents. Commercials different, okay. but uh, f- uh, for residents, and they are a great way to provide water to the wildlife, both four legged, six legged, and two legged. Mm-hmm. This is an example of. Uh one of the reasons that uh, saws in our city has been so successful with water conservation is that uh, the, when they impose some kind of rule on somebody, it has to be justified in terms of saving water. And through uh, through the years, they figured out that the, that um, minor amount of water used by fountains is not a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and other there's still questions. You know, I would question. Mark and I might have a difference opinion of uh, uh, drip irrigation or uh, leaky hoses and, mm-hmm. and things, but that's what we do as a community. We discuss that and make a decision and uh, go with that decision with with the idea towards we're going to save the water, but we're also going to be realistic in terms of uh, protecting our landscapes and having beautiful landscapes. And Saws has been a big partner along with the nursery industry and everybody else. Well, mo- most uh, most nurseries and water purveyors don't work together. You know, then we have an unusual situation here where we actually work together to everybody save water. Yeah, you, uh, if you compare our city to other cities, that, that's really pretty obvious, too. Yeah. Now, it's better than it used to be. Remember in the old days, Mark, when it was just a conflict. Well, I... And I think it was nobody was listening to the, each other, and so they couldn't find the fact that, oh, we all have common interests. 
And and so yeah, once we started sitting down and 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 really talking and listening, oh hey, well we can do this. We can well, do this. Well, in our in our land, that. our landscape industry was quick to decide. Well, if we don't have enough water uh, or restrictions <laughs> yeah. that don't allow us to have enough water to have good landscapes, mm-hmm. our businesses is our go down the tube too. So we we have to participate. And we have to make sure that it gets the job done in terms of water resources and the conservation and just done a great job uh, our, we, our elected officials have helped too they've been great all right let's take a break while we do you give us a call at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 more of Millburgers gardening south texas coming up on 9:30 a.m the answer Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a dollar so now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Ever wanted to ask the White House Press Secretary a question or two? Well, you'll be able to do just that on August 7th at Magnolia Hall. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. I can sense the love in the room. Join 930 AM, The Answer, for The Briefing, an evening with former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer as he talks about the roller coaster ride in the Trump administration. I I think the president's tweets stand for themselves. This is an evening you won't soon forget. Tickets are on sale now for this VIP event and if you're a fan club member you'll get a great discount on your tickets if the president puts russian salad dressing on his salad tonight somehow that's a russian connection his new book is called the briefing politics the press and the president which will be available july 24th and it's a book you won't be able to put down you don't get to just yell out questions we're going to raise our hand like big boys and girls sean spicer at magnolia hall tuesday august 7th at 7 p.m for more info and to buy tickets go to 9 30 a.m the answer.com Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. These are my dads. It takes three great men to create such a woman. In the movie Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, we're whisked back to a beautiful Greek island where Sophie is opening an idyllic little beachside hotel and reminiscing about her mom's past. Like the first Mamma Mia pick, this sequel is an escapist bit of musical fluff pieced together from the lyrics of a collection of old ABBA songs. The movie showcases some sweet mother and child moments and a number of bouncy tunes about love. But there's plenty of boozing and off-screen bed-hopping going on in this sun-dappled paradise as well. So I'm giving the second Mamma Mia just two and a half campy solos out of five for family friendliness. For the full review, check out PluggedIn.com slash Radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. 
Morning, Riff. Morning, Raph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? <laughs> yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? Oh, no, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks... Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut. And yes, even squirrels. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office. 906-8910. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, where Cindy's here. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> Hello, Cindy's guys. my little sis from uh, way back. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. It was ago. yesterday. It was yesterday when we went up to... So did your mother uh, try to... Abandon you someplace and you both found your way back? <laughs> yes. We, we, we were up at UT. Our, our parents abandoned oh. us at UT and oh, we got that, wonderful that education. That is so sad. Yeah, it's, it's tough being on the porch with Aggies and, and those who are sympathetic to the Aggie Well, cause. yeah, if you can't, you can't get into A&M, you, you just oh, Texas is somewhere man. second best, I guess. I just find it better to ignore them. That, oh, uh, go to A&M? Yeah, I, I talked into ut until yeah oh <laughs> yeah now he's thinking because he wants to be an engineer so i guess <laughs> <laughs> okay so grab the mic and be on the air let's see if we can't help you okay go ahead yeah okay my question You're is on. well i had a bradford pear in front of my house fourth of july I came home to it on the ground I, I need something to replace, but it's a small. I have a very small front yard. What would be something? Some of us would say that's a good thing. Well, congratulations. I know, I've heard. Just do a, yeah, Mark, just do a quick summary on that Bradford so, pear situation. So, a Bradford pear is a calorie pear, it's an Asian pear. And it was touted as fast growing, flowering, no fruit, great fall color. Yeah, some of that's here. Uh, but yeah. the, the problem was. Uh, the uh, the branches the branch habit is what's called fascicate. It's a lot of really tight branches. Yes, Those tight branches are extremely weak. And now up in the Dallas area, where they get a little bit more uh, storms and ice storms in particular, yeah, uh, yeah they they're, they're, they're breaking all the time. Yeah, that's time. what I, I read. But mine was good. But I I think the wind just hit. It's a wind shear type thing. Because yeah, I'm so. right on the corner of yeah. two streets and so i get a lot of wind which is nice when you want a breeze but bad when your tree doesn't like it so we have we have a very small confined space how small 20 square square feet 30 square feet i have a picture that'll help (laughs) i know that won't help me on air but i I was going to say no it would help me but we'll keep the conversation going so how long on one side and how long on another about massimatos i as long as a car is is it yeah car car my truck would probably fit. It's a more conical shape. My oh, okay, truck would okay. probably fit okay. up to the point where uh, I have. Now, now uh, Bradford's were upright. 
uh, yes. kind of a, a pear-shaped cone. Uh, do you like that? Or I'm, do you like something more? I just, wanted something maybe a little shade because it gets that afternoon okay. sun, but it doesn't quite hit the house. I'd have to plant it in the middle of my driveway to get to shade the house okay, really well. Okay, so it's, it's full sun. Full sun. All right. So next question is evergreen or flower or deciduous? Well, I prefer evergreen, but I'm not tied to that. Okay. The evergreen uh, in that site with a similar shape would be an Arizona cypress. Ooh, I was just, I looked into, I mean, I just, Mm -hmm. I saw that. Yeah, so that would be one uh, that I think would be very good for that small location and everything like that. Uh, Otherwise... uh, uh, I love crepe myrtles. I have embraced the crepe myrtle. I am from the north, so we had crab apples everywhere. So I always call crepe myrtles the crab apple of the south. Well, I have them in my backyard. I have okay. crepe myrtles in my um, uh, Mexican plum, is that too spread out? That, that would be. It doesn't necessarily one. like full sun. That's the only thing. Yeah. It, it likes afternoon shade. And it's an uh, yeah, this is afternoon. So um, that's what I was thinking about. Uh, um, uh, a Texas persimmon is a native one um, that uh, that has cool bark. Uh, doesn't have a lot of flowering on it. Okay. Um, I mean, I like flowering. That would be nice, but it's not. I'm not tied to that. It's not a must. Yeah. Um, shade seems not, to be the priority. Sh- shade. Yeah. Now, uh, a smallish tree. That does grow a little slow, but it is kind of cool in a small area like that would be Lacey's Oak. Lacey's Oak? Yes, it is a semi-evergreen. Okay. Uh, and uh, most years it's deciduous. I take that back. But its leaves are about great, great radio, right? Yeah. About, about two inches long, about an inch wide, and it's a blue color. Blue okay. green. Silver dollar? And no, 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 a little bit longer. Oh, it okay. is uh, pretty compact. Yeah, oh, and it's compact, yeah. and so for that site, that, that you, you would get that would be. Uh, at most 30 feet. Isn't that okay. blasphemy for you to say that that's a slow grower? Every time I say, I've got one lacy oak that I, I like, but it is a very slow grower. Oh, is it? Because I was thinking of maybe but doing a mountain laurel but it's pretty. kind of yeah. thing. But another, really another slow, 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 well, actually, slow growing. Well, actually, Mount Laurel will probably be a little faster than the lacy oak. Oh, really? wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty slow then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is It is a very good. That was good. not a bad um, Texas Mount Laurel. Was but no, it was also a good, good choice. Because I have those in my backyard, too, but I have them more as shrubs uh, rather than as mm-hmm. a tree. But they're uh, both so, pretty uh, tall now. They're 20 years. Yeah, so, so it kind of depends on on your uh, the sex of your architecture too. What what, what do you like on that? Um, okay. So we got we got a few there. So we got Arizona Texas cypress. Cypress. We got a crepe myrtle. We got a Texas persimmon, and we got Lacey's oak. Okay, I don't know about Texas persimmon. What are those? That's uh, that's a native persimmon. That, it's got uh, attractive bark. Got very smooth okay. attractive bark, gray if, bark. Like if gray you bark. get uh, get the female. Right now, the, the thing is alive. That, that, that was the only problem. And, uh, oh. and because it, it, it has it fruit. Produces fruit. fruit. It has oh, fruit. Okay. Well, I fruit. love it because it's a, a great wildlife plant. Uh, it's okay. got a nice shape, very ni- attractive bark. Yeah. You can go okay. some some other weird stuff. Uh, loquat would be an okay. interesting tree for that uh, area. Kind of an exotic look, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, so would that be that's a good Yeah, down example? there in the corner around, around that other. Oops. I like I like low quad as a dis. It's a really disciplined uh, in front of the, right now for, in front for, of the brown truck. Site, in, in that particular location, 
it would be discipline, yeah. or you can make it discipline. So uh, yeah, you if you get it in the back hedge area, it might go wild. Yeah, go wild. But yeah, um, but it does fruit. The nice thing is, in January, it produces a lovely flower that's yeah. very aromatic. That's uh, what I liked about the breath repair is, but right. mine was, it would get that white, pretty right. flowers, and then the next day it's all gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was it. You blink, you miss. Yeah, and it is extremely weather dependent. So a cold winter, uh, and then you get some nice clear spring days, and then poo, flowers. Okay. Um, and then I, then I liked it for its fall color. It was right. consistently had fall, good fall oh, okay. color. Yeah. yeah, the, uh, so okay. there's some there's some, some options options. options. Okay. Uh, you can always go to the Texas A&M Forest Service website. It is the Tree Locator. Okay. Um, and you put in you know, Bear County and Small Tree, Evergreen Tree, right, and then I'll give you a list, list of that. The okay. uh, one of the authors was fabulous, extremely right. intelligent and handsome. Yeah, A&M. Yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark may be talking. Warning, Mark may be talking about himself again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, full disclosure. Yeah. Well, that can't be. Those of us that know him know he's not speaking about himself. Yeah, it's okay. It's his own opinion. His opinion is purely his own and may uh, not represent those. Uh, of, yeah, lots of information on PlantAnswers.com, but I. Yes. I think Mark's. Uh, uh, that website thing is it's mm-hmm. uh, easier to, to navigate to, yeah, to yeah. navigate the information. Okay. Yeah. Or or now it, I always do this and I always get yelled at. Or the wonderful garden style dot com yeah. website. Okay. Uh, it's find a plant. It has oh. a little tab on the top says find a plant. And then again you can make the search that has uh, the advanced search, you click on that, and then okay. you put on all your characteristics that you want, a little checkbox. Oh, and, it'll and then a click and then you know okay. it'll have all those ones. All right. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Thanks very Amy. much. Yeah. Very Appreciate much. it. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet meet you. <laughs> have great success in your retirement. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, 210-308-8867. Y'all talk amongst yourselves for a second. Oh, uh, really? what, what, Are you just abandoning? Yeah, us? abandoning ourselves. Yeah. Right. I hope the bathroom door's not locked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Milton's going to uh, say farewell to his good friend here over yeah. here. So, but um, Mark, just a, mention a little bit about the uh, Texas red oak versus the uh, uh, what is the what is the other. Uh, Red oak. Yeah, the, the, the other red oak? Well, it's, you know, let's tie it all back to how we first started this program. Uh, Texas red oak, otherwise known as the Spanish oak. And then we also have the Schumard oak. Schumard was what I was And then there's the blackjack oak and water oak. Um, it, Schumard oak is frequently recommended. I find it is a roll of the dice. It's not really native to this area, maybe around Schulenburg. Um, that's where you first start seeing it. Um, and But the ones that we have in the hill country is a Texas oak, or otherwise known as Spanish oak. So the most important thing is actually the, where the, 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 the oak, red oak originated. Yeah. Huh. And, and, and so the common complaint among many of the, many of the landscape architects is, well, it's multi-trunk. No, it doesn't have to be multi-trunk. That's the way it grows in the hill country, but it can grow to a single trunk. Yeah. So I find that I try to stick with the Texas red oak as much as possible. And there are some shoebar oaks that will tolerate our soil. 
and there are some that will not. And you can always see it because it's the light green yellow one yeah. sticking out in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's, it, uh, that's the Schumacher oak that didn't tolerate well, it. Well, and that's always a dreaded question for us, you know, when somebody comes and says, Why, what am I supposed to do to correct my oak? It's all yellow green and yeah. and because there is no, there's no yeah. way to correct it. Yeah, there, and I like to say, uh, call Trace and Milbergers. He can yeah, help you get out. Get a new tree, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's various things. Now, I, I will be, I, I will say that I have seen some that are yellow-green and are, are predominantly yellow-green, and, and they continue to grow and thrive. Hmm. So, and I'm being honest because there's this tree that at Saws that I said, ah, oh, no, it's never going to survive. And yet it still can, keeps hanging in there year after year. And it's getting bigger all the time. But it's not that lovely dark green. It is uh, no. a chartreuse. And uh, those red oaks, uh, the leaves, can there can be quite a bit of variation. Right. There's, tree, there's right? variation in all oaks. Technically, the botanists go by the acorn. Now, you and I no, don't have to know the acorn. But um, there are some general consistencies in the leaves. So the Spanish oak, the veins... Or they're actually called sinus of the veins go almost all the way down to the midrib. The Schumacher oak, it's it's not. It's kind of uh, flat on the top, or kind of rounded on the top, and the veins do not go down all the way down to the midrib. So that's the easiest way to tell um, on whether or not you really have a good red oak for the area. And well, of course, one of the most the easiest ways to make sure you have a good red oak is to. Get it here at Milberg. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. you got to support your local nurseries. It's very important. These guys are out there working hard to make sure they're carrying stock that does well in your area. Uh, plus, they're very knowledgeable. Um, gosh, the, the folks here at Millburgers, you can hear when they come on the radio, uh, like Mary and Trace and Claudette and Roger and uh, I'll, I'll, Stacey and all of them. I'm trying to think I don't leave anybody out. Adam. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.